welcome to this week's episode of Truly Twinning. We're super excited to have another special guest um, who goes by the name Corporate Quitter, and I'll have Kat formally introduce her, but we we love what she stands for and everything she's doing because Kat and I are both corporate quitters ourselves, um, so we're super excited about today's episode. Yeah, so I connected with Gabby, who again, her brand is the Corporate Quitter, through TikTok. So Gabby, I guess we're officially online or internet friends, as though they like to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we connected through TikTok and she was creating these really cool videos and was just so authentic with especially her selfie videos talking about her business and how she left the corporate nine to five world and what she's doing now. So Gabby, do you want to introduce yourself and give us a little background? Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. And I, it's funny that we connected over internet because I feel like at this point in my life and also with so many other people who are like pursuing entrepreneurship, like we don't have the people who are like, are really backing us in our like physical circle in the real life. So we like take to the internet to find people. And it just so happens that we connected and like, we're in the same boat. So yeah, I, I love it. The internet is like the way to go for entrepreneurship, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, my name is Gabby Ionello. I'm the host and now founder of Corporate Quitter. Uh, it's just a podcast where I interview people who basically are in the weeds. They're either creating the side hustle or they're entrepreneurs. Um, and they're just giving basically listeners the backstory of how they started as well as like tangible tips for them to take action in their real life. And I'm really, really excited to uh, really announce is I'm creating community. So that'll be kind of like, I'm calling it the Corporate Quitter Club. And so it's essentially people like you and, you know, basically you and Sam, uh, basically you're looking again to leave the nine to five, maybe be more uh, passionate about what you do, find freedom, find pleasure in your day to day through non-traditional means of being at a desk job. So um, that's kind of where, what I'm doing and where it's going. So thanks for, you know, thanks for having me and sharing the story. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, that community is probably something that our consultants should be involved in, Sam, right? Yeah. No, it sounds like the perfect fit. Yeah. Um, Because we have a package that's called the side hustler. So even we help people start travel companies. So even when someone isn't ready to leave their nine to five, we support them kind of with like the nights and weekends thing until they're uh, ready. But But so, yeah, we should definitely offline talk about that because I think we (laughs) might be able to create some sort of partnership or something like join forces and figure it out. So I love it. I love it. Um, (laughs) Okay. So I'm really excited for the questions we have to ask you. Selfishly, I can't wait to hear your story, but... (laughs) Let's go back to the beginning, to the beginning. What did you do before you were self-employed and decided to start this whole company and brand? I, I know it's such a generic question, but I like love telling it because I think a lot of people are in the similar boat as me of like, it's never a straight line. Nothing is ever falling into place. Like it's all over, like, it's just a zigzag. Right. So it's funny, but I actually got my degree in teaching. So I'm a general ed and special ed teacher. And so I, you know, I did the, the, the student teaching, right? I did all that. I took my exams where I passed, got my degree from New York state. And then I graduated and I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like I get to that place of like, I started teaching. I was in the classroom, realized very quickly. I couldn't pay my student loans with that type of salary. I wasn't going to be able to leave my parents' house. Like it just dawned on me. Like no one told me it was like this when I went to school and now I'm faced with reality. Like I need to put, I need to figure something out. So I took two, um, I actually was a nanny, which help me get into the city, right? People who have a lot of money, they're in the city, they need help. So I was like, okay, I will use my education to like get in the city, be a nanny, and then I'll figure out the rest. So 
Um, as a result, I got into the city, was working actually as a real estate agent. Uh, it's another side story I can get into later, but I actually completely failed in that business venture, lost my apartment, had to start over. So this is not my first rodeo, but went into real estate, didn't work out, was in ad tech. I went to uh, asset management. I was in real estate, like for a commercial side. I mean, I did like, I job hopped aggressively for about five years and I had about six different jobs in multitude of different things. So like when people say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You won't, you know, you don't have that much experience. I'm like, let me tell you, I've done everything from event planning to HR, to marketing, to tax stuff, to capital markets and treasury, like you name it, I've probably done it. Scrubbing floors, like I've done it. So <laughs> wide variety of stuff going on. Love it. And just so you know, Sam and I are also both in real estate. That's why for us. Oh, that's so, I mean, that makes sense based on what you do, but. Yeah, but no, I mean, real estate and where, where do you live? I'm in New York. So originally I was like bright bush, bright, what are they called? Bright eyed, bushy tail. Like I'm going to be like a millionaire from real estate, whatever. <laughs> and you get into it and you're like, oh, oh my God, like this is not, this is hard. And like the great thing too, well, not the great thing, but like the funny thing too is like, A, I had $2,000 in savings, which is nothing. I, that's my rent for like a month and a half. I don't know yeah. what I was thinking. So, yeah. and also I was like, right, young and naive. I'm thinking I'm going to make all this money. I had no connections. I didn't know the city. I just moved there like five months before. Yeah. Um, I started during off season in October. I like closed one deal. thought I was like hot and like lot, literally like it was closed between like then and like, you know, basically February. It was just, I did all the things you shouldn't do as a real estate agent when I started. I love it because I worked at Marriott before I decided to be self-employed and start a company. And similar to you, I was like, I've always been in sales and real estate's going to be so much fun. And I, long story short, left Marriott, started real estate. And it is the hardest, one of the hardest jobs you'll ever do. And I was yeah. bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, like, Bravo TV, million dollars. Right, that's exactly it. You right? see it, you're like, I'm going to be on there. I'm going to have my own show. Or like, oh, yeah. what is and that I'm show like, now oh, with Frederick? Like... Frederick Eklund? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it is like a hustle be like beyond anyone's imagination with how much you do, especially in New York. Like Sam is in, yeah. in Denver and she's closing deals in 30 days. I'm closing deals anywhere between three and six months. Like- it's just it's, every market wow. is so different. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's a sales job, but it's really like a, how many people do you know and how well can you like work your network? And Agreed. Like every month, every year, it's a grind. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love hearing your background because you have experience in so many different industries, which is kind of cool. This leads me to my next question, but I feel like <laughs> now that you're, a business owner, you're wearing so many different hats as a business owner, but you've actually done so many jobs where you have experience and all these different things that you now have to do. So did you always have an entrepreneurial spirit? Like if someone were to ask you, I don't know, like five or seven years ago, is this where you'd end up? Would you be like, yes, I, I can't wait to be on my own? Yeah, that I think is a that's been my goal ever since like I could remember like I remember in high school kind of like oh I'd love to do the thing myself but then again like the internet wasn't around right influencers weren't a thing like none of what's existing today existed back then so back then it was like you're either a doctor and you want to practice or you have a brick and mortar store so I just thought I don't have the skill or talent to do something like that maybe something will unravel in the future so 
it's so ironic that like I had done all of these different things in different industries, again, not knowing that it was all going to like snowball and make sense. Now I'm thinking I'm like a screw up. And my parents are like, I paid all this money to like, you know what I mean? Like I'm thinking, Oh my God, I just wasted my entire education and all this time, like dabbling in all these different things. When really the reality is that now, because I know marketing, I know sales, I can do cold calls, like, right. These really stable things that some people, if you're an analyst from the day you graduate from college through 30, you're not going to know anything, but how to be an analyst. You know what I mean? So I think the benefit about me being hungry in high school, like wanting to do more and then just like raising my hand at every opportunity. And that's kind of how my entrepreneurial spirit came out while being in the workplace is like taking on more projects. But now it's perfect because right. I'm finally in a way I'm not capped. Like I was in my corporate job and I'm able to use the skills that I had to build on it. So it's, it's been, I'm really grateful for it because I, when I see so many people and I'm sure you do too, who start, these entrepreneurial jobs, they have these great ideas, but what ends up happening is because they don't have the foundation. It all goes, it just goes down the drain, you know? Yeah. I think the foundation, but also, you know, having ideas is one skill set that someone can have, but the other side of that is like execution and organization and like the daily reminders, like things you have to do to achieve that idea. I think we help people connect those dots a lot. And Generally speaking, it's really hard. So many people are very, especially salespeople are like expressive personalities. So they're outgoing and they love to talk and they have big ideas, but then someone needs to reel them back and try to put the steps together with, okay, but how is this all going to work? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's really me. (laughs) But it's funny, someone reminded me of something when I first started podcasting, which is like the most amazing thing about interviewing people is you like learn in the process of like building out your business, basically. Yeah. Um, he had told me straight off the bat, he's an introvert. Like I could tell when I first met him, he it was like a push for him to be extroverted, but he like was really great conversationalist, like loved him. He made a really great point of saying personality is not permanent. Like we may be built like born with certain skill sets and we're comfortable in only certain scenarios and like we have social batteries and things like that. But at the same time, you can always push yourself to be a different way. And then as a result of you trying and tweaking and pivoting and whatever else, you become a different person. Like who I was six months ago is very, very different from who I am now because just I'm in a different environment, doing different things. Like yeah. none of it's it's none of it's gonna be there like that forever. Yeah, and that's so true because if you're growing a business, your role within the company, and I think people have to look at themselves this way, your role is constantly mm-hmm. changing. So yep. Like I've trained myself how to be detail oriented. I am not a natural at details at all, but over the years I've had to be. So now I'd say I'm actually really detail oriented, but it didn't, I wasn't born with that feature. (laughs) I've always had that. (laughs) Um, But okay, so give us the scoop about the corporate quitter. I know you're still building out and you know, adding even more to your corporate Twitter community, but can you give us the scoop about how you help people find freedom, whether it is from like the nine to five, or if you help people kind of leave the nine to five and start their whole, their own company, like kind of walk us through that. Yeah. So I, 
um, I think it's from the video that we connected, the one that been, went viral was really like the, oh my God, this is happening type thing. Cause for a while, right. It's like a cute little expensive side hobby that I'm doing. Right. That's cute that you're like to have a podcast and like all that stuff. And I'm like throwing spaghetti against the wall. But when that went viral and all these people are reaching out, like, oh my God, I want to do this too. How do I do it? I was kind of like, oh my God, like I need to come up with a process or a structure or like some methodology to help someone do that. So um, I'd be lying if I said I have it figured out because I absolutely do not. It's been a month, (laughs) but um, I will say what I'm finding time after time, every time I talk to someone, like I do one-on-one sessions and write and building up this community is that people think that it's a confidence issue, right? Of like starting the business or thinking up the idea or taking the first step or even quitting the job, right? If you're at that point of, of being there, but it's really a courage issue because you'll never get the comp. It's like they say, you like plan yourself to death, right? Cause you're planning, 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 and you're waiting until the time is ready. So what it really is, is when I talk to these people, to these people, it's establishing courage. Like, okay, let's, you know, if you could, if you were confident right now, of course you take the action, but it doesn't, you don't get confidence from sitting there and wishing it. You get confidence as a result of taking action. So if you're wishing that you could be a social media manager, but you're not doing anything, you're not going to have the courage, which means you're not going to take the, you know, nothing's going to happen. So yeah. when I talk to these people, yes, we're having like a conversation about courage and like confidence and like instilling like your transferable skills and all those things. But most of it is um, also like, let's start with five steps, right? Because the, the thing is, right, okay, you do want to create a social media management profile or you want to be that person. They get so overwhelmed and even myself included, you get so overwhelmed with the end result that you don't even take the first step because you're thinking of step 10 instead of step one. So yeah. it's right. The, it's 50% courage slash confidence conversation. And the other 50% is like, let's whittle down all of the options, all the ideas and all the steps and things that you have in your mind and bringing it down to like, you know, really like the one, two or three steps and just starting from that point, just getting started. Yeah. Yeah. I remember right. before when I knew I was going to quit. I think my biggest struggle, which may sound so fucking weird, but this is really how I felt. I was ready to go, but I was so afraid of like sending the email to my boss and having to have a call with like leadership at Marriott that I was leaving because I felt so uptight about defending why I wanted to leave. Yeah. At a company where no one left, everyone worked at Marriott for like 20 plus years and loved the company and could never imagine leaving to even work at another hotel company. And I was so ready to leave. My like uphill battle was having the courage just to tell my boss or like just to <laughs> tell other leaders that would, I felt like in my head, this was my perception, but I was wrong by the way. And I hope I help anyone that's listening. I was so wrong when I told my boss and other leaders that mentored me, they honestly were happy for me, but I had it, I created in my head that they were going to be mad and like question me and ask why I was leaving. And that was what stressed me out more than actually quitting. I mean, I felt the the same way I worked for a PR agency in Manhattan, the same one for almost 10 years. And my biggest hurdle was like actually like I knew I had planned for it and Kat and I talked about starting this business together and I had studied for the real estate exam so it was just a matter of like passing that exam which I did but then I stressed for a couple weeks over how to resign and like what I was going to say even though in the end like these were people I worked with for 10 years and they were most likely going to like they weren't going to tell me no you can't (laughs) yeah yeah it's also just scary too because right 
like, especially as women, I feel like we were guilty when we put people in a tough, like a tough place. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to leave. And this job is already stressful enough between the three of us. So if I leave, like, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to these people who I quote unquote call my friends who, right. You build a relationship with, you go through tough times with. And so to even think about leaving, like they're probably in a panic now because they have to replace me and like, especially nowadays, like with the whole, like, what do they call it? The, uh, I don't even know. It's like, everyone's basically quitting, right? They're running for the hills. The great resignation. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would feel so terrible doing it now that like people can't find people to work, but there are too many. There we are. Yeah. I did read, which helped me because I was actually, I was working remotely at Marriott for almost three years. So I've been remote for a while. And I remember someone telling me, okay, so when you're going to get on this call, there is like, science behind if you're having a difficult conversation but you're standing up versus sitting you actually articulate yourself better and you have more confidence there's like some science behind that so I remember like oh yeah standing up and I was like pacing around my apartment staying busy but like on this call (laughs) thinking about that makes me laugh but it did help standing up (laughs) it does I when I first started my podcast I had never done anything like this before, never did video. Like I was so terrified to even put myself on video. So I didn't do the video, but I would like, actually like, I used to have a hand, like um, a headset for a microphone before I got like the fancy one. And I would pace around my room as I conducted the podcast, anything to like give me the pep because I was in such a, I was like sweating, profusely sweating during these oh, podcasts yes. because I felt so uncomfortable. I, uh, yeah, that happens to me too. No TMI here. (laughs) Um, Okay, so last question for me. I saw, I think it was like in an email or a post that you're also working on the adulting manual, which really caught my attention because there is so much that I've had to learn. I feel like every step of the way since I started or opened my LLC in 2019 And it's truly things that I should know as an adult, but no one teaches you in school, in college, literally no one, such as like how to open an LLC, how I should be filing my taxes, how I should keep track of all of my accounting. And then like we had to open up payroll. Payroll was like a nightmare for me to get started. It was so complicated. And these are just, I mean, payroll is not like fully adulting, but you know what I mean? There are just these things that- even in college, if you were taking like entrepreneurship, you don't learn like the back end basics. So can you tell us a little like preview of what the adulting manual is going to be like? Yeah. So I, um, when I decided to quit my job, which was February of 2021. So a couple months ago, um, in January, I was starting to like do the research of like, what would people actually be interested in basically purchasing or getting behind or whatever, yeah. right? Cause you can have an idea, but if no one purchases it, purchases it or has interest, like it's pointless basically. So, um, I kept hearing conversations myself included saying like, I wish I learned this in school. And this is everything from like, what you said taxes. I mean, my boyfriend taught me, thank God had a cock a bathroom, but like, I didn't know how to do that. How to like drill <laughs> something into the me. pool. Yeah. <laughs> he, he taught me so much that like, again, like I don't, I mean, he's there. So, right. He can do it for me. But at the same time, I want to be an empowered woman, like be able to like hang a wall, like a picture frame in the wall or like other things. Um, but even right. You said like taxes. I mean, like even how to do my laundry, like I learned that, but like for a really long time, I was literally just using bleach on my whites. I didn't know you had a detergent. So here I am walking around <laughs> dirty clothes, like a jackass, like again, right. It's such a stupid little thing, but there are so many of these, these things that we're not taught in school, but we're taught chemistry and like 
all this nonsense, right? So that's when the adulting manual kind of came into place. It's almost like the 13th grade, if you will. So, um, right. So I quit my job. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the adulting manual. I'm going to build out this whole course or this membership or whatever it is. And so what ended up happening was I was in a crossroads between corporate quitter and the adulting manual. I was doing the adulting manual as like a blog and was going to do all this stuff. And then corporate quitter was the podcast for fun on the side. And what ended up happening is my priorities switched because people were like, well, I want to leave corporate. I don't care about being a a great adult. I just want to be happy. So the adulting manual, I still love, and I have big dreams for that. I think, um, because it's quote unquote, not an evergreen product, right? Like if I were to create that 10 years ago, NFTs, Bitcoin, like those things wouldn't have been incorporated. So it wouldn't be relevant with the times. So I'm thinking the adulting manual will change in the way of the name, because I found it very quickly that it goes to spam because the word adulting is in there. So that's a problem. But then also (laughs) like, um, I, uh, I would love to create an app where like experts and fields talk about things versus me. Like I'm not an accountant. I have no purpose. Yeah. No, I have no place to be like, this is how you file your blah, blah, blah. Like I'd rather bring in an expert to talk about those things right. in, a, in the way of an app. And you can like research or like whatever it is, like your one-stop shop for all that stuff. Um, and so as a result, that went on the back end until I could build more capital with my current business corporate quitter. And then maybe I'll return back to that. But, um, I will say if you are looking for like more business advice and stuff, there's this guy who will probably be part of the community, but he'll be on my show or he's already been on my show, but the episode will be really soon. Um, his name is Jay. He's a, a, an accountant and a lawyer, and he like specifically works with business owners. And he talks about like all those different things, which yeah. is like, it was eye opening for me because I know I'm sure for you guys too right? People think when you start a business, you need to get your legal stuff and like do all this stuff, but like, you haven't even figured out the ideas. You're like, hold up, like, wait a minute. You have not made any money. There is absolutely no reason for you to make, like, tone it down, like one thing at a time. So like him and all these other people are really great with, um, you know, with that, which I'll bring into corporate quitter, but I'd like at some point to bring it all together, but we'll see, (laughs) you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. It seems like one's going to play off the other eventually. Yeah. I totally get you have to kind of focus on one thing and let it explode and yeah. then you can kind of like invite a new part to your overall business so yeah that makes sense yeah. last question for me where do you live yeah. in New York? <laughs> Um, I was in the city. I was in the boroughs for about five or six years, but because of everything that I'm doing, I actually moved back to Long Island to be with my family. Um, and then I maybe might move. It depends on what's going on with my boyfriend, but I really have my eyes set on the West coast or like Austin, Texas. Cause I hear Ooh. that's where all the entrepreneurs are. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, we'll we see. can grab a cocktail. I'm on the Upper East side. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but Sam, take it away. Okay. So a few other questions from me. So base, I, you know, it would be really interesting, I think, to hear from you, what was the biggest lesson you've learned since quitting your job and starting corporate quitter and sort of like, what were the challenges that you faced? I think, um, I have kind of two answers to that. They kind of piggyback, but, uh, number one is kind of like your gut slash intuition, which I'm sure everyone and their mother talks about, but like, right. When I had the, the really big hit, like intuition hit of like, you need to leave your job now, even though I had no plan, I had no idea how I was going to do it, how this is going to work out, how I was going to pay for things. And I listened to it. And as a result, all of this kind of unfolded. So every time I feel a gut instinct or like a nudge towards something, even though it doesn't seem quote unquote correct or by the books, right? Like paying for certain things or doing, I just say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to do it. This has worked out so far. I'm still alive. So we're going to lean into that. But the other thing too, is that kind of stems off of that is, in the beginning, I was really, really fearful about basically 
right? You have your brand and then you have you as a person. I was really, really concerned and honestly scared and vulnerable with basically bringing the two together. I did not want to be recognized with that brand because I like, right. If you're basically putting your whole life on the line, like everyone in your mother who's in your circle is now watching you. They're like debating, you know, they're waiting on you. They're, they're seeing what you're doing, you know, all that. So you kind of have to hold your, they're holding you accountable, even if you're not. So for about a couple months, I like split the two. And then at one point I was like, you know what? Like I have to fully own this. If it sucks, it sucks. If it, if it works, that's great. But like, I just need to show people that it's possible because that's the whole point of what I'm doing. Right. I can't, I can't split the two. And plus also what I found too, is that the more that I found myself, people actually liked me. I was like, Oh my God, like I could be myself and drop (laughs) F-bombs and like my mom hates it, but like everyone else likes it. So great. Let's do it. So the sooner that I merged everything and like full frontal was like, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. I'm completely authentic. I don't give a shit like me or not haters or not. Let's do this. People were like, yeah, like I, I want that. I'm signing up. I want to be part of this. And that's where the magic happened. It was like the no BS. Don't put a, don't hold back. Like just bring it all forward. And that was where things started to take off. Right. Yeah. I think do it sooner. Do it sooner if you can. Right. People see your, see themselves and what your experience was. So I think as entrepreneurs, it's so important to put your own story or your own, like why you did it out there. Um, because a lot of people will catch on. Yeah. And it's even more powerful than like these, you know, assholes on the internet who are like make six figures in like two months like no like that is not I mean that's great for some people it works it's, it's, it's remarkable the, but no. it's not realistic no one wants it's to not. hear that I want it like it's great when you actually witness people in the trials and tribulations because you're not only getting a behind the scenes but like then it seems possible for you because it totally is you know right right yeah, you want to hear like the real stories not like only people's like amazing successes because not everyone's going to have that in the first two months or what, what exactly happened. Yeah. Um, okay. And then switching gears a little bit, what do you have any like healthy habits or anything that you do to keep yourself motivated or productive or that keep you like balanced? Um, I, the one constant that I have no matter what, which is surprising. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm at the gym that I'm not, then I'm eating good. And then I'm not like, it's never constant with that, but I always, always journal. And that's just been something that I've done for years now. I like originally started doing it because apparently I was like boy crazy like five years ago and like my (laughs) friends were really pissed off and annoyed about it so I was like okay I'll just journal about that right (laughs) and so now at this point it's become almost like my bible where like like okay for now I'll I'll be really honest right now I'm running out of cash and I'm in a panic because I'm like I need to figure out how to make offers and convert people like write that whole thing yeah to find who I am what my purpose is what result I'm bringing to the to the world yeah um right very real thing so what I've done because I've journaled prior, I can go back to when my pain, like basically right when I like screwed up in real estate or like even when I was in my corporate job and like wasn't managing money properly and just say like, okay, how, let me go back and find evidence of when I was in a serious place like this, a rough place, a place where I felt like I couldn't figure it out. I was gonna, shit was going to hit the fan and it worked out even better than expected. I paid that thing off, right? I made that work. I made this thing happen. So that has been my like, favorite thing and the best motivation ever. Cause also you flip back and you're like, Holy crap. I said, I was going to do this thing. And I did this thing. Oh my God. I could do it again. Let's do this. What am I going to create? So it makes it really fun, but everything else, like the eating healthy, waking up early, like, Oh, it's so hard when you don't have a nine to five. I'm like, I'll just keep hitting the snooze. Like, that's great. I don't have to in my calendar. I know that's been a harder thing for me in the past year since switching and working for myself is like now I don't have calls at like obscenely early hours of the morning so like 
I don't have to necessarily be up at six to work out if I want to work out a little later yeah. or whatever. So it's been like finding a new routine of some sort to stick to. Yeah. Um, okay. And then final question is just what advice would you give to someone who's currently still in a nine to five job, but they want to change? Uh, it kind of goes back to the, what I had said prior about taking action. So when I, like, I didn't have a job, I didn't have a plan when I quit my job, but five months prior, I started doing some heavy, heavy digging. I was reading books about entrepreneurship. I took, I spent $400 and did like a blogging course to see if I'd be interested in blogging. Um, I started doing Instagram. Like I started dabbling in so many different things to basically cross off. Okay. I don't want any of this garbage. So what can I do to like try something else. Right. And then I ended up landing into podcasting and all this stuff, but that is a great place to start as opposed to being in this place of like, I don't know what to do. You become so overwhelmed and then don't do anything. And then you sit for a year stagnant. Like you have to try something. And if that means spending money, spend money. Like if it means reading a book, read a book. If it means like being uncomfortable and doing like, I don't know, going to networking things. I know it's not really a thing anymore, but then join a group on Facebook, like a Facebook group that's free for entrepreneurs and like throw yourself in there. Like something to start getting the gears moving and getting exposure to things. So at least you can see when there's red lights and there's green lights. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think it's like, I really like how you talk about taking action because I think a lot of people do a lot of thinking and then they like anticipate too much or worry. And then like- Thinking is not where it's at. Like you will, (laughs) I all, it's hilarious when I look at my my past. If you want to call my all my business ventures aside from real estate, which like actually happened and I fucked up and lost everything. Right before I even quit my job, I had about five different ideas. I was going to be the plant person. Meanwhile, all my plants die. I suck at taking care of plants. Then I was going to be an organizational consultant. Then I was going to be the self-help person. Then, right, I was going to do the adulting manual. And here I am, six, five, six ideas later, completely different. But I could say I tried all those different things because I I made an evil. Like, I did all these different things and, as a result, realized what I wanted and what I didn't. But had I not done that, nothing of none of this would have ever happened. So if you just sit and dream, like, as you say, like execution is everything and it's going to change completely. What you think you're going to want, you're not. And what's going to work for you isn't. So like throw spaghetti against the wall, see what sticks, see what you like, reevaluate. I constantly do audits weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly, and then go from there. And the, okay. The best thing too, I'm only 28. I'm probably going to live until 60, maybe a hundred. I don't know. I have that many years, 60 years of my life to figure everything out. So even if I wanted to pivot every two years, that's still X amount of ideas and I'm still going to be fine and I'm still going to survive. Like there's absolutely no rush. I don't know why everyone's rushing. You do not have to rush and you didn't, there's like, don't put yourself on a timeline like that. Have fun, try things out and see where it goes. Yeah, you bring up a good point because if you pivot every year, two, three years, whatever, that's very similar to how people work up the corporate ladder. You're getting enough yeah. promotion or whatever every a couple of years at a minimum, right? To keep working up. And in entrepreneurship or growing a business, it's really, it's the same thing. You're always kind mm-hmm. of shifting gears. Yeah. Yeah. But even for the people who want to take it like slow and maybe not be like full frontal, like I'm just like, screw it. I'm going to do it and like do all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Every two years, try a new industry. It's not leaving the job. Like, okay, try this different thing. Like, give yourself time. Like, I, there's yeah. no rush. I, I mean, I'm sure you guys had that too, where you felt the pressure to like have this big achievement by 30. And it's like, you get there and you're like, wait a minute, like 30 is great. I have, this is the best time ever. I know who yeah. I am. I can now take the next 10 years, make it even better. Like, 
Right. It's when you come at the perspective, like we're on earth school, which is a great thing that I recently heard and like use it to my advantage. It's like, everything is a lesson. There's always a purpose. There's always a plan, even if it doesn't make sense and just like, enjoy it. Like, yeah, I just want to live. That is, I just want to live. That's it. Yeah. No, so true. That's awesome. Well, no, I thought everything you shared was super helpful and certainly resonated with my own journey for being a corporate quitter. And I know it did for Kat. So thank you so much for, for joining. Yeah. yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks for chatting with us. And if anyone's looking for some advice about leaving their job, you now know who to call. Call Gabby. <laughs> Thanks so much, Gabby. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.